Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. So, yesterday I did something, I made a mistake. And I knew when I did it that I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> you know, those are the worst kind of mistakes, isn't it? You know it, you're like, ah, oh, God. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. You know, and then you say it. I was really excited. I was I'm going for my evening whatever you want to call it. And I saw that I had a message on my machine. And I looked at the message and it was from a company a person asking well, it was I I knew cuz over the weekend I had done this thing where I just kind of put out a you know, I had applied for a few positions of where I would like to move or where I think I would like to move, <clears throat> or at least in the vicinity. Well, I actually was looking for remote jobs where I could work from anywhere. But this one um, would bring me to a place that I had never even thought about moving ever. I mean, it was not, I mean, it's just anyway. So I called the guy back because they're in Pacific time. I'm on mountain time, but they're in Pacific time. So they're, um, an hour before my time. And so he's still in the office. He answers and he says, I said, he says, well, how are you? And I said, I'm good. How are you? And he says, I would be even better if you took this job in. And he said where it was. <laughs> I started laughing. And I said, well, I said, you might want to interview me first. <laughs> and then he, he said something else. And and, uh, and I said, well, that's an offer that I just don't know if I can refuse. I don't know. It was just a really funny conversation. And so then I go to, okay, well, where is this place? And I start looking at it, and it's closer to where I would want to be or where I think I would want to be. And so I have a job interview today. And... And I, I, <laughs> I made the mistake. So, so I, I go for my walk. So I'm on my walk and my sister called. My sister called when I was on the phone with the guy. So I called my sister back and we're talking because she had a, I didn't even know there was such a thing. <laughs> this is a new thing. Um, a, a friend's giving and she'd invited all these people, all these friends from various places over for a Thanksgiving meal. And she was telling me this hilarious story. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, so there were like 50 people at my, my sister's house. My sister, my sister and her family. It's not just her house. And... Um, she was telling me about this guy. She goes like, she's like, Jamie, he's like an older guy, you know? 
and he and he decided to smoke a turkey and he kept like getting with her but so he it started at like say five and he didn't get there till nine <laughs> so like he's four hours late to the friendcation and he comes in with just this turkey with no no like there's nothing like there's no trimmings no nothing just a turkey on a plate kind of thing and you know and my sister's like okay well you know thank you and um and you know if need be we'll we'll donate this to you know the the tomorrow's thanksgiving at church then the next thing you know like two two men because there's like young men at this there's all kinds of ages because my sister has like a 20 year old I think she's older I'm not sure how old she is um she has an older um daughter so she and her daughter is bringing all of her friends so anyway so my sister says that these two men come over and take the the like the legs and then within a half an hour, the entire turkey's gone. <laughs> There's no more turkey. <laughs> she said she just couldn't believe it. She's like at nine o'clock at night, they all just came and devoured it. It was just gone. No more turkey. Um, but anyway, so she's talking and I, I come home and I open up my computer and I start looking at this place because I wanted to see this is something that I do. The first thing I do, and then the second thing is, can I find housing? Um, but anyway, I make this massive mistake, and I say something to my sister. And she's like, you're going to move out of state? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been thinking about it. She goes, well, I don't want you to move out of state. I'm like, well, I know, but you know, and here's the other thing. And this is one of the reasons why I didn't move was because of my mom. Like I wanted to move for years. And, and I remember telling my sister was my sister, my older, my other sister is like, you don't want to move. You don't want to be away from your children, blah, blah, blah. And saying all this stuff, you know, and telling me what I wanted and what I didn't, which has, you know, been my entire life, pretty much. Um, and, um, but one of the things was telling mom, I said, well, I just won't tell her. <laughs> I just won't tell mom. Like, I already live like 100 miles away from everybody. So like, I just won't tell anyone like, you know, maybe I won't. And so and so, um, uh, so, so I make this massive mistake of telling her and then all of a sudden it all floods in. It all just floods in like this tsunami. It's like, oh my God, what are you thinking? You're not going to know anybody. Why would you do this? You know, you're going to hate it there. Blah, blah, blah. All these like negative thoughts. I'm just like, and fear. Like, what are you thinking? Like, why would you even consider this? You know, and you'll regret it. And just all this fear floods in. <sighs> this is it. Or one of the things. It's like, you just don't tell anyone ever. 
You just don't. Only people that you know are going to support you. And, and you have to be even careful with them. You know, and I haven't even had the interview. You know, I haven't even had the interview. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to offer me a position. And, <laughs> and so this goes into, like, just you cannot share your dreams with other people, like, ever. Like, you just can't. You just can't. Like, unless it is somebody who you know is is your in your corner with your desires and your dreams, your where you want to be. You just can't. Can't listen to naysayers. You can't. I can't. And I knew better. I knew better because she just like immediately. <clears throat> but there's been this other thing that, because I couldn't figure out what was going on, you know, because I had like eight interviews. But to be honest, it was in a place where I had housing. It wasn't exactly where I wanted to be because I want to be by water. I really do. I want to live by water. And so this other place was not by water, but I had a place to live. There was a room where I could live there. And I didn't get any of the positions. But the other thing that happened during that time is that my mother had passed away. And it, I guess it wasn't really a good time for me to be moving. Uh, and, and so recently I had just, I, I've had all kinds of ideas going off in my head, honestly, um, that I would, you know, I've been trying to figure out for some reason, I want to move away from where I have been living for the last 20, it's going to be 22 years here pretty soon. There's just some reason why I want to try something new. I want a new life. I desire a new life, and I have, especially for the last three and a half years. But even before that, <clears throat> I mean, I remember um, driving my we used to take like a yearly vacation. I would get my F because I was, I was really below the poverty line for most of my, like nearly all of my life. I mean, it just seems like, and, um, I would get my income tax return and I would spend it on a vacation every year with my kids. <laughs> and, um, and I remember this one year we went and I got this, um, this room, this house. I rented this house on Mission Bay, uh, right, pretty much right on the water. So like when you walked out of it, you turn right and there was the ocean. You could indeed hear the ocean from the room. And it was so incredibly beautiful. And we had so much fun. And it was it was in a really weird time in my life, too, because it was like at the end of, I was really, of the year that I made a massive transformation in my life. And so it was a real stretch for me to drive to San Diego and 
you know, rent this room. And I mean, it was, it was really amazing that I did this thing. And I had both my children. My daughter was with us for part of the trip, but most of the trip, it was just my, my sons and I. Um, and, um, and so we ended up, when we were driving back, we're in the car and I just, I just start crying. I mean, like sobbing, like crying uncontrollably all the way. Like, like I'm going up this mountain to get to where I live and I'm just crying. And my, my boys are just looking at me like, are you okay, mom? And I'm like, I just, I just did not want to be there anymore. I just didn't. It was like, I just, it's as beautiful as the place that I live is. And it is beautiful. The community here broke me. It just broke me. Like, like, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I've just been spat out by so many different groups here. Like, and I have no, like really, truly, I'm a loner. I go and I eat alone. Uh, I spend a whole, whole lot of time. In fact, it's like an exception if I'm with someone. And I go to the market alone. I go, every, everything I do, I do by myself. And have for years. Um, and part of that is just because I just, I just never really fit in anywhere. I didn't fit into this group. I didn't fit into that group. I mean, it was just um, a weird situation, I guess. <clears throat> so I've been wanting to move. Um, and I also understand that it is, it's going to be kind of weird to just like up and move like, it's going to be kind of weird. Um, it's like, what am I going to take? You know? And I have this uh, one person in my life. She's very, very supportive of whatever I do. And I remember talking to her about this because I had found this. I've always had this dream, like, of living, like, in in some type of place where I was, like, really in the thick of everything. Like a like um like downtown on top of a shop you know what I'm talking about those like little lofts or like a studio and I had found this studio and I was just was there I mean I was there and I was um I was going on Pinterest I'm looking at different ways to to arrange a room so that I could actually live in this small space and um, I mean, I was there, I was trying to, and, and then there was like this issue with parking because they didn't have like, you had to park somewhere else. You know, that was another issue with that particular rental. But I had told her, I go, you know, what am I going to take? And she goes, don't take anything. She goes, no, 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 don't take anything. Just pack up your car with your, your clothes and your stuff and just go. Just go. Just don't even look back. Start over. Just buy all new stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, buy all new stuff. Just buy new stuff. I'm like, 
You know, so wouldn't that just be nuts to to just pack up your car and go? <clears throat> so one of the things that I've been a little bit, has been a little bit on my mind is one of the reasons why I'm wondering, because everything in my life is inspired and I do believe that this is what I believe. So I'm going to be pretty specific here. I believe that we ask and it is given. And then there there are beings on the other side who are orchestrating how it's going to come to pass. And I believe that we are led. I really do. I do believe we are led. Once we make the decision of what we want to do, we are led to that decision. By, you can just, you can just, so like me not getting any of those positions was a definite, you're not supposed to be there for me. So I didn't really get sad or anything about it. But but here's another aspect. <clears throat> if something that comes into my physicality is not a, oh my God, I'm so freaking excited about that. I'm not going to do it. That's a, that's a whole other, it has to be a, oh my God, I'm just so excited about that. I've just got to do that. So I've been, I've been, Trying so I so in the in the interest of wanting to move and okay so there's a second thing I really want to write this book, I want to write a book. That uh, and then I have other plans for the book, and I'm giving next year to this project. So I'm trying to figure out how to devote myself next year to this project. And one of the things I had thought about doing was just, just quitting my job and renting a place. And and I could conceivably pay cash for an entire year of rent. So I'll see whatever the rent is and I'll say, okay, I can pay cash for that rent. And I don't necessarily have to get a job. And in the interim, I don't know how money is going to come in, but I know it's going to come in. I just don't know how it's going to come in. I don't know. But it's going to come in. This is another thing I've been thinking about. <clears throat> All these different possibilities of, I've been thought about like quitting my job and just staying here. So then I don't have to pay rent anywhere. I'm already paying to live here. And it's not that much. It's really good. The cost of me living here is pretty, pretty dang good. So that's another idea. You know, I could just quit my job and just, be quiet and do the things that I do here, you know, to just continue life as normal here. <clears throat> and so, so, um, you know, and, and so, God, and so it's like, what, you know, and, and I've started to, to like be, in this space of, is something going to support my dreams or not? Like, I'll give you an example. 
I made a, another massive mistake this week, and I did indeed buy those Trader Joe's JoJo candy cane cookies. I bought a box of candy cane cookies that have been screaming at me. Like, literally. They're just like, eat me, eat me, eat me. And I'm just like, and I picked them up yesterday. And I said, do these support my dreams? And yesterday I did. I had the strength to not eat them. I did, and I, I set them down because they don't support my dreams. Whatever it is, does this support my dream or does it not? Whatever I'm doing in this moment. <clears throat> and then, like, talking to my sister, does that support my dream or does that not support my dream? <clears throat> so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I would even be offered the position but then there's this other thing see I tend to overthink everything because I've told y'all I'm a calculated risk taker I calculate this thing I'm going to look in that water and make sure that I can jump into it without hitting the bottom and you know I'm calculated gotta you know I'm not one of these people that I'm just gonna um, do something incredibly impulsive and um I'm just not it's just the way I made so um <clears throat> god I just forgot what I wanted to tell you all about that um being a calculated risk taker and the things that support my dreams I can't I can't remember. It's like something about all this and I've lost it. Oh, this is another thing about me, like in some ways overthinking this thing, and that is the vaccinations. So it kind of seems like the, the entire West Coast has lost its gosh dang mind. <laughs> There's my... There's my somewhat rated term. Gosh dang mine. Um, and I don't know. I'm guessing that this place will probably require a vaccine. And then I have to, I have to determine if I am willing to cave on my, on my, and I, and I guess I would say my values. And, and I just don't know if I'm willing to do that for a job. And I got to thinking about any job that I would take, like even where I'm living now. I, I don't, but I have a track history with the agency I work for. And I, I honestly don't believe they would want to lose me. I think they like me. Um, and so the, I don't think they want to lose me. And so they're in a little bit of a conundrum with me. Uh, but there is a stay on this mandate. But in the state I'm looking at, they don't care. They get their own rules. And and they're militant. And and I, I, I honestly don't understand it. I just don't understand any of it. I, 
I do not understand what is going on in the world. I just don't. Um, I, 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 I accept I know it's something screwy. There's something screwy amiss with all of it. Like people think, you know, I think people who are for the vaccine think it's just as simple as this. That there is a pandemic and you can get this shot that will be some kind of shield or the only shield that is scientifically proven to help you regarding this illness. Okay, that's what they presume. And so they don't understand people who would not, not twofold, do something to protect themselves. You know, it's sort of like, you know, AIDS, and, and they feel like, you know, I'm going out everywhere and having unprotected sex. Is sort of what they're likening it to. They don't understand. Why would you not want to protect yourself and another person? You know, you're because you're not getting vaccinated, because, you know, and I do wear a mask um, when I'm asked to. I don't give any problem with that. I just wear the mask. I still wear the mask the whole time I'm at work. Even though nobody's wearing, they're not wearing a mask. Nobody around is wearing a mask except for me. Um, but I don't mind it. And, um, and so I guess I am wearing a condom when I'm talking to people. I guess I am the only known protection against besides getting the vaccine, right? <clears throat> so, so I, I, But I don't come at it, and I haven't for a very long time. For, like, since my son was, like, four years old, I've been, like, really wary about vaccinations. So you come from somebody who's not, I'm not anti-vax, but I'm also not pro-vax. I'm not either. I'm somewhere in the middle, and I'm, okay, let's just see about this thing. Like, I remember when um, the vaccine came out for HPV and my friends and all these people around me were all just, they just took their child. I mean, this, this, this vaccine had just come out and they just take their child to, to be vaccinated. They don't know. They haven't done the, they, what do they know? You know? And I I just like, I, I don't understand that. Go sign your child up for some, like, like truly, like, government experiment. And then the government is in cahoots with these, these pharmaceuticals agencies that I emphatically do not believe in. And I've had very bad experiences. I'm going to share just one of them with you. The experience of, you know, well, I had, I had admittedly really suffered, just suffered for years um, with PTSD, um, massive anxiety disorder, and with panic. Um, I've had panic attacks 
in the past where I have indeed lost consciousness for a very, very short period of time, but I still blacked out. Uh, my, my panic attacks were so bad. Um, and so I finally just, you know, I, I was in this marriage and I, I just went to a psychiatrist and I got on medication and, and then I got off the medication and then I got on a different medication and then I got off that medication and then on a different medication and then off that medication so I was off my medications at the time and I had gone to the doctor about something else. I don't remember what it was and I was kind of weepy and he gives me this this prescription for um, Paxil. This is my favorite. Here, take this. Go get my Paxil um, filled start taking Paxil, it is incredibly effective drug for me. Just going to say that it did, it worked. It got me through a whole lot of stuff in my life, but I did not want to be on it for the rest of my life. And for the life of myself, I could not get off this damn drug. I just couldn't do it for years. I would try. And three days after I'm talking like three days after I, I didn't get the drug, I, I, would, I would be so incredibly sick. The only way I know how to, to any comparison is like getting off of opiates. It's the only comparison I've heard when I've listened to people and their stories. I mean, this is like I'm throwing up, I'm sweating, I'm, I'm just so incredibly ill and I'm living in hell and I'm having a hard time functioning because I was a single mom and I was the breadwinner and I had to take care of my children and our household and <clears throat> but then there was this last time that I that I was just hell-bent getting off this time so I weaned myself off very slowly so I cut my pills into three quarters and then three days later I would have issues for a period of time then I would feel a little bit better then three months later half a pill I did this for nine months until I was down to two and a half milligrams of Paxil and then I just stopped taking it massively ill the only way that I, that I, this is my visual on it is that the serotonin in my brain just didn't know what to do. It was just like, it was just, it, my brain was not functioning properly because it, it had been damaged by this drug because this drug is a um, serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it inhibits the reuptake of your serotonin and it calcifies those little receptors and and then it, it, the serotonin just didn't know what to do and so my brain was malfunctioning and i was i had brain damage for a period of time until my brain could heal which took longer than i would have ever wanted to admit okay so i'm sitting there going why the hell did he give me this drug 
Well, there's a few things. The first thing is he doesn't want to see his patient upset and here. Doesn't, you know, people are uncomfortable with emotions. They're very uncomfortable with other people's emotions. I was uncomfortable with my emotions. I didn't want to be unhappy. But there are other ways to get happy besides taking Paxil. But anyway, and then, you know, the kickbacks. He was getting something. I mean, he really was. Pharmaceutical rep is, you know, we're coming and giving him something for prescribing this drug because they want people to be hooked on this drug for the rest of their life. Not that they were making huge amounts of money off me because I was on, you know, cost me $4 from monthly supply of these. But here's another thing. Just, just have to say this. It's better to have a drugged out population. It really is. People just go with the status flow. Just go eat your McDonald's McNuggets. You know, drink your sodas. Just your energy drinks. You know, go to your Starbucks. Drink your coffee. Just live your life. So you're just happy, you know, just going to your job and taking care of your kids, your spouse. It's like, don't make waves. Don't think. Don't hope for anything better. was much better and it was better for the people around me that I wasn't so emotional that I wasn't so you know needy didn't complain as much I had my happy pill it's this whole phenomena for me but I got this definite message that I was supposed to get off this drug so that I could be awake and aware and in my skin which is exactly what happened because I realized that I wasn't in myself I lived somewhere outside of my body and I'm really not not kidding it's that's what it felt like when I was on Paxil I was not fully in my body so what ended up happening was when I came back into myself it was like I was so uncomfortable in my skin I could hardly take a shower I I couldn't I couldn't, like, everything hurt. Like, I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't hear sounds. I couldn't listen to the radio. It was really weird. I could listen to, like, country music, and that was it. I know this sounds crazy, but it's just true. It was, it, it was so incredibly challenging. And so... And so I, so I've been off, off of this for years. It's been, it's going on eight years that I have been off Paxil and, um, and I and I'm I'm pretty in my emotions. I'm like in my body, I'm in my emotions and I feel everything and I'm you know, and I'm I'm just I'm just 
happy. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's a whole other thing is that, like, happy people are harder to. Happy people don't need as many services. They don't need as many operations. They don't get sick as much. They don't. They're happy people are are not a good revenue source, right? Okay, so so my and and not only that, but my my relationship with with western medicine, you know, like just doctors, it just um, I'm an endocrinologist. Like I had a number of doctors telling me that I needed to be on that medication. Well, I didn't want to see anyone who was going to tell me that I don't care what you think. Clearly, I don't care what you think, or I'm just here. Just is there something else that I need to do for this? We're not even talking about that. <clears throat> I would make the mistake of you know. Um sharing anything with a medical professional because they all have their theories they all have their ideas and it's like and I you know I'm not I I don't know what I'm here for so I just quit and then I didn't even go holistically because I was like what are they going to tell me I didn't even go to a holistic doctor I was just like they're just going to tell they're just going to give me a different pill go take this codfish oil every day (laughs) I'm sorry. I think codfish oil is probably preferable to other things, but I'm just saying. So, so this is, I do not believe that the pharmaceuticals who are creating these, these vaccines are doing this for anything but money. I really don't. I don't think they care about people. And the whole thing is just so freaking bizarre that the vaccine is is free. It's almost like nothing's free in this world. Why would this vaccine be free? Who's paying for it? It's like our government. And why would our government want us vaccinated? Why would our government care if we were vaccinated or not? They want to say it's because of, like, you know, our health. That's what they want to say. Our health and the health of other people. You know, and then the thing that really gets my goat is this whole idea about, about, you know, science. And I just, I just have to say, you know, like, science created the atomic bomb. I love science, but you can use science for good or you can use science for evil. So don't give me your science, you know, the science and all of this, you know, but I don't even talk. I I won't even argue. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to argue. Really, my goal in life is to be happy, but I'm just mentioning this because I have been somehow protected living in Arizona to this point. Um, I think that Arizona was part of a lawsuit against the federal government for this new mandate. Um, Doug Ducey has done everything in his power in this state to, to try to mitigate the issues that are going on 
regarding the the overreach and I'm going to end this podcast but I'm good I want to tell you this really fast. I mean I just want to bring it up. I think that this is the most disappointing thing for me and that that I will you know I don't even know what I am at this point. I am incredibly I'm not a Republican or a Democrat at this point because I do not I think that this is the height of hypocrisy for people who believe my body, my choice. But they will put people, you know, or, or fire people for not taking this vaccine or not hire them because they haven't taken this vaccine. It's the, it's the height of hypocrisy for me. I don't understand. I don't understand how they can't see how hypocritical it is. <clears throat> and so, and so whatever job, so this is part of the reason why I, I, in my mind I had been thinking about not getting a job and just working on my book so that I, so that I don't have to worry about this whole vaccine thing. I don't know if it's going to blow over. There's some people who don't believe that it will. And I mean, they keep doing this. They keep talking about the wave. I mean, I, every once in a while, I accidentally see a TV or hear a TV, and it just makes me laugh because it's all day long. It's all they talk about. That and whatever horrific thing has happened recently. You know, I guess some guy, you know, drove into a parade, you know, and... Now we're the fear of parades, and I don't mean to make light of these things. I don't, but this guy is falling. If you turn on the TV or the radio and the, you know, so I I don't watch or hear, but every once in a while I'll get a glimpse of it, and I'm just like, people are being fed this stuff all day long, if they allow it. all over social media most of my social media are people who are talking about the and the, and here's a whole other joy most of my people are talking about the the effects of the actual vaccine on the body and injury injury to the body caused by the vaccine itself that's what I hear more about People who have had neurological issues and heart issues and children who are dying on fields, like football players, just falling over dead. Um, just more people are just appear to be dying on the planet. I don't know if that's even true or not. But, but it's all over everywhere that these are not good times. <laughs> so how do we make it a good time? This will be my next podcast, making a good time in the not so good times. <laughs> but anyway, the moral of this story is don't talk to anybody about 
stuff, especially if you know they're not going to support your plans or your desires or your dreams. It's just don't, just don't even bother because um, it's just such a, like in some ways, a sad situation. <laughs> um, you know, not being able to, to enjoy you know, even the experience of dreaming about something. Oh, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate y'all listening. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.